The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we'll hope to have a interesting show tonight. Yeah, yeah, we got lots of new things for In the News, which is mm-hmm. always what we start out with. Yeah. There was a, a really interesting study that came out of the um, University of California at Davis. And uh, this one was, it's, I mean, it, we've talked about it's what this. what we talk about all the time. I mean, yeah. we actually stress this over and over and over to people is how right. bad sugar is for you. Yeah, we did. And, of course, the headlines on the study was just two weeks of drinking sugary drinks boost risk factor for heart disease. Wow. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. And what they did in the study was they took healthy, young. Yeah. I was going to say underline healthy. healthy. They took okay. healthy, young men and women with normal triglycerides, uric acid, lipoproteins, things that were markers for cardiovascular disease. Yeah, they tested all that first, and they picked out right. these uh, 85 participants between ages of 18 to 40, and that was the cohort that they used to, for this study. And it took just 15 days. Right. That's, I mean, it's nothing. And they okay. actually, you know, they basically said that they did, they had different groups. Right. One group had a 10% of their total caloric intake was the high fructose corn syrup in mm-hmm. sugary drinks. Another was 17.5% and another was 25%. Now that 25 pretty much reflects about the average the consumer average, yes. of these things. Believe it or right? not, you think, oh, 25% of my calories don't come from sugary drinks. Yes, a lot they of people can. do. Yes, they can. I have actually had somebody in the past come in and told me they couldn't lose weight. And I'm like, well, what do you eat? And she was like, I don't eat much. And when she was telling me she eat, she really didn't eat much. So... You know, finally, after a questioner and questioner, I finally said, well, what do you drink? Well, I do drink Cokes. And I said, okay, how many? And she sat there for a while counting. And finally, she said, about 24. I said, in a day? And she said, yeah. And she <laughs> wondered why she couldn't lose weight. I was like, there you go. You stop that, you'll lose weight. No problem. So, End of discussion. believe it or not, more people, people drink more than you think. Yeah. And even what they found is even the 10% group. Yeah, which is not Which is only about two of the caloric value, which is like 2,000, which is Mm -hmm. usually what it's based on. Right. That's 200 calories Mm -hmm. from sugary drinks, which is actually pretty much one drink. Uh, Yeah, or less. I mean, and they found that as the percent went up, the factors, and they actually did hourly blood draws Mm -hmm. to actually look at the levels of lipoproteins, triglycerides, uric acid, and actually, and they had a control group too, mm-hmm. and found that the ones, even 10%, started elevating those cardiovascular risk factors. Mm-hmm. And as it went up at a higher percentage, it 
increased even more. That's just pretty phenomenal. I mean, and, and think about it in two weeks' time. So, you know, if you've been consuming these beverages, um, wow, two in little as two weeks. Yeah, you can and they actually found that the, the risk was greater in men than women. And they found that even though both tended to have the increased risk factors, men were worse than women in the study. Wow. Thank you, University of California at Davis. Yeah, so, wow. I mean... When you see these things over and over and over, and we keep having research after research after research saying how bad sugar is, why do people keep drinking them? You know, that's a good question. I, mean, I, doesn't, I don't understand it. No. I, we I we can either. do without it. <laughs> yeah. Why can't everybody else? <laughs> I can't answer that one, Janine. I don't know. But we, we do without it. I uh, can't remember the last time I partook of one of those things. Um, which brings us to another uh, study, yeah. and, and this one was just published this week. And it's it was very, talk- it's this just this week, and it's also related to the, the last one. But this comes from across the great pond from the British Medal- Medical Journal, and the, the Brits are on top of this as well. And it was really interesting. They said sugar and carbs are the obesity culprits, not lack of exercise. Yeah. We've said that a thousand times, too. So, again, it was talking about sugar and carbohydrates and mm-hmm. how it affects the health. Mm-hmm. And no doubt in the article, it says, we're not saying physical activity is not good, and we completely agree with that. Oh, yeah. We and they do say, even though, you know, exercise does decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease, it does decrease the risk of diabetes, it does re- decrease dementia, cancers, mm-hmm. up to about 30%, mm-hmm. it has not been shown to promote weight loss. Now, and something that, that the authors of this, and this was published in uh, another, they quoted another journal article published in The Lancet, uh, which is another big medical journal. And they said that, you know, poor diet is a bigger risk. It actually generates more disease than physical inactivity, alcohol, and smoking combined. Yeah, that's kind of a wow crazy statement. And yeah. we d- we see it, though. We see people that come in oh, that yeah. because they exercise, they have a horrible diet. And they think because they exercise, it's okay. It's not. No, it's not. Not at all. You know, it doesn't make up for what you eat. I mean, if you eat tons of sugar, you can still become diabetic even if you're, uh, you exercise every day. You know, what was kind of interesting out of this, they showed that, that, you know, people with even up to 40% of those with a normal body mass index. In other words, your, your normal weight. Okay, and it, which brings me up to something. And they said these people can have what they call the metabolic abnormalities typically associated with obesity. And that brings me up to something. I think we talked about it one time before, but it's a study that was done quite a while back. And, uh, you know, I've read and I've listened to Dr. Lustig, Bob Lustig, out in California, University of California at San Francisco, and uh, one of the leading authors on this. And he talks about what we call TOFI, T-O-F-I, thin on the outside, Fat on the inside. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're talking about here. Because if you're, even if you're thin on the outside, if you consume these sugary beverages and you still start laying fat down in the liver, you lay fat down in the pancreas. And we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of people that are coming in that's been diagnosed with fatty liver and fatty pancreas. I would say within the past, uh, what, year and a half, two years. Yeah. And you're seeing seeing a lot of that. And you're seeing it at a real young age. And we're, you know, of course, our show today is on kids. Yeah. And adolescents, right. and we're going to be talking about how early we are seeing those problems. We, we certainly are. They talked about, you know, how the food and beverage industry lies. What? They lie to us? Big business would lie to get your money? Oh, my goodness. 
I can't believe it. They actually <laughs> talk about the sugar industry behaving <laughs> like the tobacco manufacturers. You know. When it, you know, I mean, so they're, they're right. saying that they're hiding the fact of how bad it is for you. Uh, again, talking about Bob Lustig, uh, who's one of the leading guys, a big uh, pediatric endocrinologist out at the University of California at San Francisco. One of his lectures, he said that one day, he said this was his prediction, and it seems to be coming true. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, but his prediction was that someday that the sugar lawsuit would be as big or bigger than the tobacco. Yeah. And I don't doubt it. It seems to be coming true here. You know, it's uh, kind of what they're talking about. And, and, you know, they even talked about, you know, they, the authors of this particular article went on to, and, and I'll use this word, lambast the food industry for blaming, its, uh, uh, blaming it for creating a public perception that obesity is entirely due to lack of exercise. And we know that's not true. Right. Okay. And they even talked about, you know, how much Coca-Cola spent. It was $3.3 billion. billion. Dollars that's a lot of In money. 2013, pushing the message that all calories count. And they actually associated their products with sport and making it look like it's okay to consume their drinks as long as you exercise. But the reality is it's not. Right. And they even said... You know, it does matter where your calories come from hmm. because sugar calories promote fat storage and hunger. Right. And fat calories induce fullness and satisfaction, you know, being satisfied. Satiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually being satisfied with what you've eaten. It's that big word, satiety. Yeah. Yeah. You're satisfied. Yeah. You feel full. You feel full. <laughs> and you know, how so, many times a day do we tell people to eat more good fats? We said eat good fat. And they're like, what? Oh, fat will like, make you fat. Look, look at it. It's actually, when did everybody start getting more, more overweight and more diabetic? It's when everything hit in the 70s on a low-fat diet. Well, yeah, you can thank McGovern for that. I mean, it's, they, I think we've proven over and over. How many times have you seen somebody doing diet food, mm-hmm. drinking diet drinks, eating low-fat whatever, and they're huge? And it's not what actually controls your weight. Mm -hmm. The sugar and the body's response to the sugar is the biggest problem. And we tell people every day, there is no magic pill. There's no magic pill for weight loss. No, that's true. There's really not. You know, but, you know, I think that here's two articles that just kind of put the icing on the cake. Well, I think almost every week something comes out proving proving what we've said for 20 years. You know, like Dr. Lustig said, you know, someday the the tobacco lawsuit will, 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 Pale in comparison to the sugar lawsuit. And when we said it years ago, everybody thought we were crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's true. And, you know, it's a, you know, Lustig actually thought so much about it. He went back to law school. Yeah, because he wants to be part of the <laughs> he lawsuit. Said he wants to be able to be a good witness. The <laughs> 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 man's a sharp guy. If you've ever seen him or listened to him, he's a super sharp guy. He's got a re- really great book if you want to learn more about sugar. It's called Fat Chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I implore anybody, go get the book. And read it. It will open your eyes. It's called Fat Chance. Uh, something else that came up this week, uh, a little different subject, about curcumins. Yeah. We've, we've talked about those before. Curcumins has so much research. Now, yeah, this really one, have. you know, there is so much research on curcumins, and you've seen it for inflammation and mm-hmm. joint pain, and, and you have seen it for different kind of cancers. Well, that's what this was about, was actually the, you know, it, curcumin offers potential therapy for cancers caused by HPV. Yeah. Now, we've talked about other things for HPV before, the AHCC, 
Right. Yeah, that's, and it actually has been shown to actually help with HPV as well. But curcumin, which is good for so many other things as well. It which helps. is that human papillomavirus. Right. right. It helps detoxify mm-hmm. the liver. It actually helps. It's a cancer preventative. But that's mm-hmm. what this said is actually they found that, that you know, it's, it being such a good antioxidant, they've mm-hmm. actually shown that they, it did help control the HPV. And the HPV was way less active and mm-hmm. didn't slow the expression of the HPV. Mm-hmm. And that, that came from a, a university of, uh, uh, Emory University up in Atlanta and a Dr. Alok Mishra. Um, now, he did say he couldn't comment on the therapeutic benefits of cooking with it because I don't, you know, I, don't I agree that you mm-hmm. don't get enough. When you actually just use plain turmeric, you only get a low level of curcumin. Well, not only that, it, we know for a fact that curcumins are very difficult to absorb. Right. And, you know, that's why we use a, a particular compound called cur- curcuma sorb, which is actually made by a company called Mariva. And they have developed a what we call a liposomal or phytosomal absorption package. Right, to help it absorb from the because, stomach. Because it is so hard. Because the curcumins don't absorb as well from the stomach. No, they're a big and, molecule. But you do want them to absorb. And they right. do help a lot of different things. And this is just another thing that it's been shown that it can actually help with. And HPV has been shown to affect Oral cancers and cervical cancers and a lot of different cancers are actually can be caused by HPV. And it certainly can. And you know, so maybe add curcumins to your regimen. I think it's a great antioxidant. Anyway. It is great antioxidant, great anti-inflammatory. Okay, if nothing else. Coming up on a break, and uh, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the childhood stuff here very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about uh, childhood issues. Problems. Basically, children, right, things. You know, and we just talked about all the sugar things just before, you know, in the news and so on. And, you know, one of the first things that, that we wanted to talk about, about children's issues or health issues, is the childhood obesity. This is a real Problem yes, today. it's not it really just is. a childhood problem. They're finding it's one of the biggest health issues in the United States. Well, the thing about it is, if a, if a child you know becomes overweight or obese as a child, when they get older, it's going to be much harder for them to maintain a, a, a proper weight. Right, it's going to be extremely and then it's going to start having health problems at a younger age. We're seeing, and and that's something that we see even in adolescence ourselves. We're seeing many, many yeah. the teenagers yeah. that are coming in. And they all have lots of weight in the middle. Um, well, the, the classic, what they call Muffin it. Top. Muffin Top. The kid's got a great name for it, Muffin Top. Yeah, okay, they've yeah. named it themselves. Yeah, they so named many it themselves. People have it. Right, well, that's true. And yeah. you know, with this Muffin Top, it just shows you that they're probably insulin resistant. That's oh, actually one of the signs. There's no doubt about I that. I can look at somebody a lot of times and tell if they're insulin resistant. And when these kids come in, it just amazes me on the their, number and their parents. Because, you know, you sit there and, and they're teenagers. They're getting old enough to, to understand. They're mm-hmm. not young kids. And, oh, well, I, I have to have my chips. No, you don't. I mean, no, if you true. want these health problems and you mm-hmm. don't want to be sick and you don't want to feel bad and you don't want to be overweight, you have to change some things. Yeah. You know, when we look back you know, earlier, you know, we alluded to, you know, some of the stuff starting in the 70s and so on. But look, go, go back to 1980 and just... Somewhere around 7% uh, of the kids were obese. Today, it, it, or in 2012, it was over 18%. Today, more than a third of the children and adolescents are overweight or obese. Right. It's more like here in Mississippi, where we are, it's more like 40-something percent. It's 44%. 44% in the state we just of Mississippi. That, yeah. So we are one of the most overweight states. And we're trying to change it. We're number we're, one in something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. It just happens to be the wrong thing, okay? Yeah. But, and, and, you know, what do you say? Okay, okay. well, all these kids are overweight. What is this going to cause? Right. Some of the issues or effects of being overweight. Now, some of the immediate effects, you know, are, are the obvious things. You know, uh, obese kids or obese youth are more likely to have risk factors for cardiovascular disease, like high cholesterol, high blood pressure. They're even talking about putting kids on high cholesterol medications now, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, think and, about it. I mean, they, they're actually pre-diabetic or, if not, have already turned diabetic. They, they said in, in youth, the population-based sample that they did between 5 and 17-year-olds 
70% of obese youth had at least one or more risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Yeah. At somewhere between 5 to 17. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it. And the bad thing is we're seeing people come in and even... Everything's getting younger, the generations, right. everything at which, and that's our observation. It's not something that yeah. we've seen on paper, or, but to me, I see every generation is getting younger. If well, the grandma had it at 60. No, oh, if the grandma had it at 70, then her then kids, her kids it are getting 50s. it at 50s and her, their kids are getting it in their 20s. 20s, right. And even teens. Right. We have seen multiple, well, multiple people. Right. right. And yeah. so... It, it it really is a problem, and so things have got to change. I don't see how the healthcare system can actually withstand the health problems that is coming up with the well, kids and nowadays. That, and that is one of the big issues with children's health, because when we, you know, the center, uh, the, the CDC has looked at this, and they understand that this is a an extremely, uh, let's say, powerful issue coming up at us. Because now we talk about kids that are kids today, and once they reach adulthood, just not too far down the road, because, you know, like I say, you can turn around about three times and they're graduating from college. And when that happens, now all of a sudden they're in the adult pool, and they've got all these more or less elderly ailments like the, the later onset diabetes and stuff like that, and, and cardiovascular disease at younger and younger ages. And, and it, it's gonna over, it is overwhelming Right, it already is. It already uh, is. It is already overwhelming the healthcare system, right. and it's going to get worse as these kids reach adulthood. Right. And if you think, I mean, a lot of the problems have gotten worse since the '80s, and those kids are just starting to hit thirty. I mean, the people right. that were in the '80s. Right. So it's a lot different than even when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't graduate from high school until '85. Right. But it's a lot different now than it was then, and you're seeing. More and more, I mean, another thing, we'll talk about lack of exercise. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, the yeah. lack of exercise is actually is part of the obesity because they don't, don't have any activity. And at the same time, what I find, just talking to people, they eat whatever they want. Right. Kids, from the time they're toddlers, are dictating to their parents what they're going to eat. Yeah. I, I More than once, and, you know, I can sometimes get a little blunt in it, but I have to tell the parent, somebody in this household has to become a parent. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, if you had the choice, you didn't know any better. Right. And somebody says, okay, here's some donuts, and they taste really good. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I want this every meal. And you refuse to eat anything else, and somebody just keeps feeding you donuts. Well, you'll keep eating them. And they're they're going to be winding up one of these statistics. Right. Which is and the these kids issue. at that age, you know, when they're when they're young and when they're two and three, they don't know. They don't know what it's doing to them. They don't care what it's doing to them. It tastes good. And but that's why mm-hmm. the parents have to be the parents and actually say we can't. We're not going to let them have it. Right. Because you know some of the some of the long term problems or health effects, if you will, from being. You know, at, from being a, a childhood adolescent and obese, when you become adults, you're going to be obese. You're going to have a higher risk for heart disease, type 2 diabetes at a much younger age, by the way, stroke, cancers, osteoarthritis. And, and then they look at uh, overweight and obesity is associated with risk of like, you know, cancers. For instance, breast cancer, colon cancer endometrial cancer, esophageal cancer, kidney, pancreas, gallbladder, thyroid. Is there much more left? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's pretty much the whole Pretty body, much it? it increases cancer risk. It really does. Yeah. So, 
you know, being obese is not just about the way you look. It's about your health. It's not benign. No, and it's not. And people say, oh, well, you know, well, they like to eat or they they won't eat anything but this. Well, you know what? Don't give them that. They eat what you give them. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, and trust me, they won't stay hungry too long. Yeah, um, eventually they'll eat, and people always say, oh, well, they're picky. Well, you know what? They will. I mean, almost any human nature is to survive. Now, human nature is also to eat what tastes good if you just keep giving it to them. So you've got to change their diet, and you've got to be, as a parent, proactive on changing their diet and not just giving them whatever they want to eat. That's true. You know, because there's this more and more research comes out about this childhood obesity thing and, and what, it, what it's going to cause. And, you know, some of the latest research out on it just shows that, you know, the more we allow the, the children to eat what they want to eat, the more problems we're going to have. Right. And there was another study that actually came out today. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something we would have like in the news, but it came out today and it was on childhood obesity. As it was. Yeah. And they talked about it being a couple different epidemics at the same time. Yeah. Because you have, they found that the real young kids, mm-hmm. real, real young, it tended to only be increased if the parents were overweight. So then right. it's about what the parents eat. The parents right. are eating wrong, kids starts eating wrong kid gets obese right and then they find toddlers it doesn't change a lot mm-hmm. but then it's the when they start getting adolescence they find that in adolescence it's their peers right and of course you know if you don't Peer teach person. them really good at a young age they're going to eat what everybody else eats when they get a little older and when i talk to a lot of the teenagers that come in they eat a lot of fast food we never ate that kind of fast food when i was a teenager I think it's the norm now it is i mean yeah. they think and i've even had teenagers say well i have a really good diet and they eat, yeah. you know, I eat McDonald's for breakfast. I eat, you know, pizza for lunch. And I eat, you know, Burger, Burger King, King for, for dinner. That, yeah. And I'm like, you honestly think that's healthy? And they said, well, I don't eat in between meals. <laughs> I've actually had them say that. Uh, and they, yeah. they believe oh, yeah. that because no one's taught them any different. So that is one thing is you definitely got to change, you know, the way they think. And another thing that we've seen in adolescent girls that goes along with obesity, but not always. It's more about the sugar and the diet and mm-hmm. things like that. Is PCOS. Right. We see a lot of young girls that come in that are starting to not have cycles. They've started their cycle, but then they start having a cycle every six months. They start having facial hair. They start having all these symptoms that are basically, it's from the polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is actually a sugar handling problem. Which is what the PCOS is. Right. right? I think it comes down to, you know, about children's health. You know, we as adults have to take control of kids. You know, you, you teach children. I mean, you know, for goodness sakes, we teach them to brush their teeth, right? I mean, that's a habit. If, they, if we didn't teach them, they wouldn't know to brush their teeth, right? It'd be all, you know, the guys with the green teeth, you know? And so we have to teach them those habits. While we're teaching them to brush their teeth, we need to be teaching them how to eat. And, you know, as an adult, if you're not sure you know, that's where we come in. We'll help you, guide yeah. you through that. We I mean, that lean meat and vegetables right? and nuts, nuts and, and seeds. seeds, and that be their snack. I mean, if they want a snack, give them a few cashews. Um, and occasionally some real fruit, whole fruit, yeah. not fruit juice. Not, not fruit juice, no. not fruit rolls, no. or not processed. Mm. Try to stay away from packaged processed foods. Munching crunch on a real apple, for instance. Right. Okay, that's, that's going to be And believe things. me, they get plenty of carbohydrates from the fruit. Oh, they do. They get so they're not going to lack in the carbohydrates. People always say, oh, well, you need some sugar. No, Technically, you don't. you don't. No. 
that that's true. You know, I, I explain this to people all the time, Janine. You know, they talk about they come in and they'll be talking to us and they say, Well, you know, I've got to have carbohydrates. You've got to have carbohydrates in our meal. No, you don't. There's not one essential carbohydrate in our di- that we have to have in our diet. Not one. There's essential fats. And essential there's essential proteins, amino acids and proteins. proteins but there's not essential carbohydrates. Now we all get it in vegetables. All right. All right. We're coming up on another break. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. All right, and tonight on Live Healthy, Be Healthy, we're talking about children's health and issues. We talked about a lot of the obesity issue. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the, the best brain foods, because brain food is a really good thing to feed anybody. Right. Especially I mean, you kids. want stuff that's actually going to help with brain function, mm-hmm. and probably top of the list. Salmon. Is sa- or other fatty fish. Fatty fish, right. I mean, you would say, or other fatty fish. Yeah, true. Um, I know, you know, start, start kids out eating it young. Yes. Get to where they like it. I mean, That's make right. you know, make it and make it taste good and Oh, there's you can make salmon taste right. extremely well. And okay. so that's one of them. Eggs. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. one that most kids do like. <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of kids really like eggs. And especially, you know, get to organic, free range, you know, where they've got some good nutrition with them. The nut butters. You know, peanut butter. Right. Yeah, I'd rather but have the almond butter myself. But, almond you know, butter, cashew yeah. butter. And you always right. want them with no sugar added. Exactly. Because you don't want them getting their sugar from their nut butters. Right. And the nut butters, I mean, how many kids don't like that? I mean, you Ooh, and, and actually get to where instead of putting it on cracker, where they get so much carbon, put it on some celery. Yeah. Get them to eat that at a young age. I mean, you can't do it too young because they don't have teeth yet. So, right. But I mean, when they get a little bit older, right. you definitely, and you know, a lot of times they don't want young, young kids to have peanuts anyway because no. of the allergies. No. So you want those when the kids get a little older. Right. You want the nut butters. But things like, you know, the, the, the good berries. The berries. You know, now, of good. your fruit, it's one of the better on the glycemic index and to where it's lower in sugar is all your berries. Right. And great antioxidants, right. great for you. So blackberries, blueberries, mm-hmm. raspberries, strawberries. Mm-hmm. I mean, all your berries is and, actually something to give them. That's and really even good. lean meat, you know, the grass-fed, free-range, chicken, beef. There's a lot stuff, of nutrients yeah. like B12 that you don't mm-hmm. get from other foods. That's your best source. Right. And so, and that is real important for the brain function. Right. Now, so. something that's really good to have, you know, to do for children is to make sure that they're getting adequate amount of omega-3s. Now, we yeah. talk about that over and over and over again, but it's extremely important. Now, the salmon's a good source. Like we talked about the fish, yeah, but they're fish. probably not going to do that daily. So even supplementing omega-3s. And now, some vitamin D. There's a, a few different ways of supplementing omega-3s. We have a liquid mm-hmm. for real small kids. Mm-hmm. Once kids can swallow, they usually still can't do the big omega-3s, but they can do like krill, yeah, which gives you omega-3s, but they're very small. Yeah. And they're really good and have great antioxidants and the astaxanthin. But they, they definitely show that kids today do not get the omega-3s they need in their diet. No, and, and think about the omega-3s. The DHA component of omega-3 makes up 25% of your brain. Yeah. That's a lot. So you so. want to make sure you get enough of it. And that, right. I mean, we give it to even very young kids. Oh, and so the omega-3s are real good. And then another thing is vitamin D. And even, yes. now, even the medical... Um, society is actually saying they need vitamin D, especially breastfed babies. Especially. Um, mm-hmm. Breastfed babies, they find, do not get enough vitamin D. Right. And so they recommend four to 500 IUs even for an infant. And it goes up as a kid gets older. So if you ever have a question on how much vitamin D your kid needs, you can call us or you can have their levels checked. Right. We check vitamin D levels in kids all the time. Right. Now, you know, some of the other issues that we run into in, in childhood is, is the we have the, there's always that one child that seems like they're just chronically or constantly sick. Actually, that's a lot. It is a lot. We it see is. them that come in, and these kids have been sick for months at a time. Constantly having antibiotic after antibiotic. After antibiotic and, after you know. antibiotic. And I always tell people, for one, that pattern of just antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic is actually destroying the immune system, not helping it. That's right. It doesn't help it a bit. Now, with a severe bacterial infection, you need it. But if you have a little sniffle, you don't need an antibiotic. That's right. And if you have a virus, you, I have even had people come in that say, my doctor says they have a virus and they put them on this antibiotic. I said, well, if your doctor truly thinks it's a virus, they should not have prescribed an antibiotic. They made a big mistake, right? Because antibiotics don't help viruses. That's true. You know, and you know, one of the things that we do a lot of work with, with, uh, with moms, especially moms, with children, is how to build that immune system. And we do things like the, you know, good probiotics when we've had a right. whole show on now, probiotics. And, and if a kid has had the chronic antibiotics, mm-hmm. they, have, they really need the probiotics. They, it's a must. Because you gotta, that is actually 70% of your immune system 
right. is your probiotics. It's your gut. And yeah. so you have to get those probiotics, you know, built up. And if you've taken antibiotics, it kills them. Right. So that's number one thing that if, if, if a kid has taken an antibiotic, we put them on probiotics. Definitely. First thing. Now, something else that's really good, and it's kind of a prebiotic, is something we've talked about several times called arabinogalactin, which is a powder uh, that actually stimulates that immune system, and it helps those good bacteria, the probiotics, grow. It makes them grow, but at the same time, it actually has been shown to boost the white blood cell count. Yeah. It actually it increases it, natural and it helps cells. you from getting right. over a sickness. It's one that you can keep on hand, mm-hmm. and the first sign of something, take some of it, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it can ward it off before it gets bad. It sure can. You don't want to wait until it gets severe. And we had a whole show about DMG. Yeah, a whole we? show about DMG and how it helps the immune system. Yeah. And we're using, and, and sometimes, honestly, I have these kids um, come in mm-hmm. that, I mean, parents are like, they've been sick for months, mm-hmm. months. I'll put them on multiple things because we, I we always say that. I'm going to hit it hard. Yeah. And I'll do the olive leaf extract too, especially if we can get it in them. If they're big enough to swallow. Yeah. If they're big enough to swallow, it doesn't taste very good, but I have little kids even that the mom mixes it with a bite of applesauce. Yeah. But we, I'll, I'll hit them with all of them. And usually we can get them over it in a couple of weeks, and then they start being healthy. We can yeah. do lower maintenance doses of just a few of them to actually keep them healthy because you don't want them to be sick constantly. Right. You know, something else that we run into a lot is kids don't sleep well. They're, and that's something that we, we've got to we, – we stress this to the, to the parents all the time. They have to have sleep. Yes. Or they're never going to heal because our body only heals, as far as healing goes – when we're sleeping. Right. Rest. And there's so many things that actually, yeah. even the obesity thing, you know, your body produces chemicals when you sleep, and if you don't sleep well, it makes right. a difference. Now, right. we try to actually help with patterns and activities mm-hmm. and more behavioral it, patterns to help with sleep, because I mm-hmm. tried not to give kids something to sleep. I mean, if it absolutely comes down to it, we can. But we'd rather not. But we'd rather not. Right. We'd rather actually change their patterns. You know, I think if, if you get in that habit of, you know, eating at certain times, um, doing their homework and things like that at certain times, maybe having some TV if they want to watch a little TV or something, a small amount of it. Yeah. And then have uh, some downtime for them, maybe reading a book and with them or one something. One of the big things they found is actually doing too much computer and video stuff yes. right before bedtime. They won't sleep. No. And if you, I mean, you know, watching kids nowadays, they always got some sort of electronic device they're doing something on. Yeah. And so that, be I mean, very, they have found that. that makes a huge difference in sleep patterns so doing lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. that's what we recommend for sleep i mean if we have to we can use something like melatonin but we actually try to do more lifestyle changes first first you know something else we run into a lot janine and that's the nutrient deficiencies all kinds of everything which you know we talked about the omega-3s but we talk about things like the b vitamins Vitamin C, for instance, yep. you know, things like that. Just the simple nutrients that a lot of these kids, you know, the right kind of folic acids, you know, the B12. And something that's common uh, is iron deficiency in little kids. It really They can is. even be two and three-year-olds. I had one not too long ago that came in, and her mom is like, she just is constantly sick. She had UTIs constantly. She How said, old was she? She was, I think she was two. Two. Two, wow. two and a half. Two. And... She was real tall, so she looked older, but she wasn't. And I said, you know, the thing is, is let's do some lab work on her. And that's one thing that you don't see happen a lot. Even with kids that are chronically sick, a lot of times they don't do a lot of lab work on them. No, now, we don't lot. do a lot because you only want to take a limited amount of blood from well, these kids. Right. But you still got to find out what's wrong. When we did lab work on her, she was anemic. 
That'll do it. And so she was anemic, so we started her on some iron, which you never want to do. Unless you know Unless you sure. know that they need iron. Right. We started her on um, something for the UTI for prevention, the D-Manos. Mm-hmm. And I think I put her on arabinogalactins and probiotics. Uh, that's kind of our and combination. Actually, I mean, this kid's been sick for over a year, and she was only two and a half. Mm-hmm. Within a couple of weeks, her mom's like, she hadn't been this good her whole life. So there are things that you can do. And I tell people, your kid don't have to stay sick. And, you know, allergies and asthma is another big one. Ooh, and they know huge. that is from definitely immune system problems. Yes. And overreactions and so on. Yeah. You know, to the immune system. And that's where the, you know, things like probiotics have been studied time and time again about how that actually helps it really does. with some of the uh, allergies, especially. I think probiotics, if, if you listen to our show, mm-hmm. there has been research to show that probiotics help just about everything. It's grow hair on a doorknob. I've but <laughs> but sure. it really, I mean, if you look at one of the things that's most researched right now in nutrition, it's probiotics. It's probiotics, yeah, it really um, is. Even, I mean, medically, they keep finding more and more and more benefits to probiotics. But I do say the allergies and asthma, they have linked it a lot. They sure have. And it yeah. might take a little time of taking it. Oh, it will. And then again, like the omega-3s are good mm-hmm. anti-inflammatories, and so it can keep down some of the inflammation in the bronchioles, which mm-hmm. is what asthma is. Right. So, But you know, that, that you, back to the vitamin D thing for just a minute, because I think we kind of glossed over that, and we talked about it a little bit. Vitamin D is so important because kids, what's the one thing that's happening to them? Their bones are growing. And if they don't have enough vitamin D... Their bones can't grow. Right. Properly. D also makes a big difference in the immune system. Well, it does make a big difference so in the it's, immune system. It's about bone development. It's about the immune system. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, it, it, it all makes a difference. I think you want, and used to, I don't know that you saw as many deficiencies in kids as we see today. Well, I think, you know, no, but, you know, way back when, you know, even 30, 40 years ago, uh, the diet in America was totally different. It was. You know, um, I mean, it is totally different. So, you know, that that's a big issue now. The diet has changed. It wasn't chicken nuggets and french fries? No, it wasn't chicken nuggets <laughs> and french fries. Um, when I was a mere child, there was no such thing as a chicken nugget. Um, but, that you know, that's one of the big issues that we've had. And, you know, the packaged processed foods, you know, and, and remember, it's like that one study said, you know, the food companies will lie to you. Um, they really will. And they'll do anything to sell you, the, you know, the latest cornflakes or something, you know. But that's not going to be a good diet for a child. Right. You know, we have to have real food. You and I talk about this all the time, real food. People real say, food. what kind of food do you, what kind of diet do you create? Real food. Now, we've got, you know, we've had Dr. Cordain on. We love the paleo diet. We do a, at least a modified type paleo diet. And it's great for these kids. Um, I mean, you know, it gives them the meats, the vegetables, the nuts, yeah. the seeds. Yeah, and you want all the colorful fruits. vegetables. As many you know, colors as you can The colors are all find, good because right. that's your good antioxidants. And, you know, just get them overall healthy by the way you feed them. Um, another thing that we see in young girls is chronic UTIs. UTIs, yeah. Which girls are worse than boys because of anatomy. And the D-mannose, if they keep having them, you don't have to keep giving them the antibiotics. Usually the D-mannose does it because in 90% of the cases it's E. coli. That sure is. Okay, coming up on another break, we've got one more segment to go, and we'll find out more about kids today. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. 
That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're talking about children's issues and kids' health. Uh, one of the big things that, you know, that, that we always stress with kids, and you know, I think we've talked about it earlier today, the clean up the diet. Right. That's number and one And even thing. this next problem that we're going to talk about, yeah. dietary change is essential. Yeah, the, the next thing we want to talk about, and I think we would be totally remiss if we didn't talk about ADD and ADHD. It is huge today. Right. It's almost every, I mean, I mean most of the kids are diagnosed with it or have it. Yeah, and, or accused of it or yeah. something. Yeah. And I honestly think it is the diet that starts it. I that think, is the start yeah. of most, not all. But no? in a lot of attention deficit. And there's different types of attention deficit. We'll be but talking about, those, we'll be talking about yeah. those in a minute. But, yeah. I mean, I do think diet is well, a big thing. I think it is. You know, when you – and we've had countless uh, parents come in and, and tell us, you know, when they – when, you know, little Johnny gets a hold of that Twinkie, they can't – they're climbing the walls. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going, you know, bonkers. And so, yeah, it makes sense, you know, that diet has a direct reflect on some of these people. And, you know, the sensitivities, you know, some of the chemicals that they're using in the food supply now in the packaged processed foods are unbelievable. I always go back to polysorbate 80. Yeah. I I don't know where that fits in human nutrition, but, you know. It's it's, in a lot of things. It's in a whole lot of stuff. Must be really good for you. (laughs) It must be really good for you, right. They put it in everything. But I have had multiple parents over the years, the ones that, agree to change their kids' diets. Mm-hmm. And they come back and they're like, I can't believe the difference. 
Little Johnny is and, totally I mean, they, different. They, they, they turn. They, 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 really they turn their person, I mean, completely in a yeah. couple of weeks. It doesn't take months of doing it. You can see a difference pretty fast, but I do tell them they have to be pretty consistent with it. Well, that's true. You can't give them a Twinkie once a day and expect to have any difference. Well, we just saw that thing about the sugary drinks. Right. Two weeks, and you can turn, turn the corner on that one. That was pretty obvious there. That's now, if somebody comes in with attention deficit, there's oh, the, yeah. to me, the things that I say they always have to start with. Mm-hmm. For one, diet change. Take them off the carbohydrates Number and the one. sugar. And if you want to read a book that's actually another good book, it's called Grain brain. Yeah, Dr. Perlmutter did that. Dr. Perlmutter wrote that. It talks about how the grains affect the brain and so how high heart carbohydrate diet affects the brain. Right. So that's one thing. Another is the omega 3s. We talked about fish oil. They are so important in in not only adult health, but children. They are especially important. Because their brain is still growing and developing and they need that good fat in order for it to develop properly. And then a good multivitamin. Yeah. Um, So I always say omega-3 is a good multivitamin diet change, first thing. And, and you know, and and we have actually seen this in our practice. You know, we've actually seen some tremendous, I mean, what you'd call miraculous turnarounds with just that. Right. The the simple omega-3, a multivitamin, and changing their diet. Clean up the diet. And it's amazing why some of these kids can turn around. Yes. All of a sudden, they're not getting these little reports every day about, you know, Johnny or Mary climbing walls or not paying attention or doing something and so on. But that ADD thing, there's no doubt, ADD, ADHD is huge today. Yeah. And, and, there's, and there are different kinds. Yeah. I mean, it's, of, they're not all – because, I mean, when you talk to parents, they're different. They're, 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 you know, different. some You know, you have the classic kind of stuff. And we, we have some of the – categories that's actually yeah. was listed by Dr. Amen. Yeah, I think he's probably done more research on right. this than anybody. He's a psychiatrist and he's done yeah. a lot of brain scans and he can brain tell mapping, and he, so brain right. mapping mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. correlate symptoms with the problem. And um, But I mean, I will go through some of his groups of attention deficit. Which I, I yeah, I mean, he's just got the best And what might I've help seen. nutritionally right. if the basic stuff that we talked about is not enough. And right. sometimes it's not. Right. You have your classic ADD. That's just where they just don't pay attention. And cla- you know, basically, they don't pay attention. They're distracted, Attracted. easy. They're hyperactive. Yeah. They're disorganized. I mean, that is your classic ADD. Wait a minute. You just talked about me. <laughs> Not really. Disorganized? <laughs> well, maybe disorganized. Oh. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Not, hi- not, hi- not hyperactive, though. You're not hyperactive. Hypoactive, maybe? Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that's been shown to help that is by increasing dopamine levels. Right. Which, you know, something as simple as the amino acid tyrosine. Tyrosine. Yeah. Or we use something called dopaboost, yeah. which actually is a little bit stronger. It has the tyrosine in it, but then it has other herbs in it that also... Specifically for the dopamine. Right. Yeah, and even, even something like rodeola. Yeah, or which, green tea. Yeah. Rhodiola is actually an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. makes you adapt to stress better. It actually helps calm. And so that's another one that's actually really good and very low side effect profile. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the classification of the inattentive ADD, which really, you see this more in girls. And really, I say it's kind yeah, of ADD in girls, which are not hyperactive. A lot of the, gir- the girls, not always, though, because I've seen some pretty hyperactive girls. Yes. They're not as hyperactive as the boys. Not normally. And they still have the, you know, bad attention span and procrastinate mm-hmm. and distractions and all that. And, the, the again, boosting, boosting the dopamine helps that. Watch that. It's back to the either tyrosine or something like that dopaboost. Right. That and even L-theanine a lot of times we'll use yes, in the will. girls without hyperactivity right. because it actually changes the brain waves and makes you focus. 
and it doesn't tend to lower hyperactivity, but it does help some with anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have that over-focused ADD. Now, that's a, that's a tough one there. Well, that's really all your same problems as your attention deficit, but added to it. And people know what you're talking about here. If you're stuck or locked on a negative thought. Yeah. In other words, it just, just kind of gets goes and goes and goes. Like when you think of something over and over and over again. So yeah. that's actually that. You have to increase serotonin, increase right. dopamine. So then you talk about the... L-tyrosine or dopa boost and 5-HTP. 5-HTP. That's, that's one we use tremendously for that. Then you have the, the what they call, Dr. Amen you know, classified as the, the temporal lobe ADD. And uh, it's got a lot of your, your classic ADD symptoms, but it's impaired memory too. They can't memory remember. Memory and yeah. learning disabled. Right. Because attention deficit does not always have learning disabled. Right. So in that case, you would add stuff like the GABA and the magnesium and maybe even ginkgo or vimpostine to increase yeah. blood flow to the brain. Yeah, because these, these, uh, the, the temporal lobe ADD, typically, uh, they have a little problem with behavioral issues and they can be overly aggressive. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's another issue. You know, anger and aggression can come out of them, too. So, yeah, magnesium's great. GABA works wonders. Works wonders. We have that pharma GABA, which is a highly absorbable. We even have a chewable form for kids. We even have a chewable form for the little kids, yeah. And it, it works tremendously. And something like ginkgo. Yeah. You know, for goodness sakes, get more blood to that. Well, we're running out of time, so we're going to have to go through these other ones okay. a little faster. The limbic ADD, mm-hmm. which is actually affects a different, too much activity in the limbic part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And it's more moodiness, low energy, low self-esteem, along with your other regular ADD symptoms. Right. And in this case, you may use the DLPA along Uh, with the L-tyrosine. DL-phenylalanine, right, DLPA. Because it does help with energy levels, and it does help with some of the the depression and the sadness. And they've even shown exercise can help those. Oh, yeah, exercise helps Mm -hmm. that. And then you have the ring of fire. Yeah. which is basically they show on brain scans, the whole entire brain is overactive. Yeah. Now, these, you do have behavioral problems, fast talking, anxiety, um, noise sensitivity, touch sensitivity. They're unpredictable. They do things that you don't know. And those are ones that you also need, the tyrosine, the GABA, and the 5-HTP. Well, everything there is to calm that brain down. Right. And it calm takes it more than one thing, usually. Mm-hmm. It usually does. And then you have your anxious ADD. Yeah, you get your regular ADD symptoms, but then they're anxious, they're tense, uh, you know, all And they kind of even, on the symptoms. anxious ones, they even actually have the physical symptoms like headaches and stomach aches right. and stuff like that that goes along with it. And on that one, you do want to use like the GABA and magnesium and the calming herbs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there is actually one called Rolora that is actually a calming herb that's the mm-hmm. Magnolia officialis and mm-hmm. I mean, even the Rhodiola and yeah. Theanine and all the things that actually calm. Right. And something else that we deal a lot with with kids is that's and that's the kids that are just depressed. Yes. They just show depression. They're not necessarily ADD or anything. They're just depressed. They're down. And on depression, you can actually use some of the same things: the 5-HTP, the L-tyrosine, Vitamin and it really D. it depends on the kid. That's why we're here. We tell yeah. people. You know, you don't want to just do a cookbook approach because sometimes people don't fit one section of this. Most and of with kids, right. you want to you know, find out a lot of questions and find out what kind of problems they're having so you know what to give them. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, hopefully you've got something out of tonight. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to call us. at uh, Our number is 800-824-0194. Call us and talk to us. We'll be glad to talk to you about these problems because I know it's complex and you know, parents always need a helping hand, so we do that. Uh, next week, 
we're going to be talking about eyes. Yeah. And eye health. And helping you know, preventing cataracts, yeah. helping glaucoma, all helping macular stuff. degeneration, all those things that Ooh, happen to the eyes. That ought to be a fun show, too. Yeah. All right. We look forward to seeing you back, folks. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.